Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast for a review of Round 1. Five takeaways for me. Players announced to make a debut were not in the starting 22. Connor Downey, Charlie Lazaro, a couple of examples this week. So keep an eye out for that. Overall team scoring improved only by a fraction in Round 1. Inside 50s increased with easier ball movement due to the stand on the mark rule. This also meant less down the line kicks into congested pack situations. Just from a visual, teams did use the corridor more. There were less stoppages. And finally, disposals were down overall. Only two teams recorded 400 disposals or more. Remember, it's only a round one sample size. Expect AFL coaches to make adjustments over the coming weeks. Okay, we're going to go through game by game and do five takeaways in each of those with some game notes at the end. Richmond Carlton, five takeaways. Richmond recorded 75 inside 50s. That was 34 more than Carlton. Dustin Martin was solid in his midfield forward role, scoring 131 points. Sam Walsh played through the midfield at a high rate. He scored a very solid 95 and looked quite dynamic in his role. Paddy Dow scored 64 points. He was used in at centre bounces and ran through that midfield. Uh, Just a note on Walsh and Dow. Zach Williams and Jack Martin coming back into the side this week. Zach Williams is expected to see a high amount of usage at centre bounces. Adam Saad scored 99 points. His line-breaking speed from half-back was well utilised by the Blues. And again, just notes, Martin and Williams are set for a return this week. Okay, on to Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs. Five takeaways. The Bulldogs recorded a round-high 465 disposals. And Collingwood just finished with a low of 316. A major differential right there. Jack McRae found plenty of the ball with ease and little pressure. He scored 135 points. Bailey Smith continued on his improvement, scoring 131 points. Taylor Adams couldn't find much of the through his midfield role, scoring just a very low 68 points. Jordan Degoe struggled to impact in his midfield forward role, scoring just 61 points. Magpies coach Nathan Buckley today said he looked forward to a even balance of role split throughout the season. So some game notes there. Still side bottom is expected to return in round two for the Magpies. To Melbourne versus Fremantle. Five takeaways. Both Melbourne and Fremantle averaged 6.0 Disposals per inside 50. Fremantle were the slowest last year at ball movement, averaging 8.2 disposals per inside 50. James Jordan looked right at home in his midfield role, scoring 80 points. Max Gorn struggled to impact. He suggested that he needed to find a new role within the team in the second half against the Dockers, and he finished with 73 points for the game. Hayden Young started to roll late in his game. And he looked solid across halfback for the Dockers, scoring 71 points. 
Lloyd Meek struggled for the Dockers, especially from a fantasy perspective, scoring 26 points only. Just some notes there. Varney, Melksham and Hibbard will be soon available for the Demons. Something to keep an eye out for. And Sean Darcy is available for round two for a free medal. On to Adelaide versus Geelong. Five takeaways. The Adelaide pressure early in the game was extremely high. Rory led, ran through the midfield role, scoring 119 points. Lockie Scholl scored at a high rate, taking a game-high nine marks for the Crows. He scored 102 points. Patrick Dangerfield started at full forward for the Cats, with Chris Scott indicating later it is for the benefit of the team. He scored 96 points. Tom Stewart recorded just five marks in defence for the Cats, scoring 79 points. And just some game notes here. Obviously, you'll watch on the tribunal hearing for Patrick Dangerfield. And Adelaide will have forced injury changes this week. On to Essendon versus Hawthorne, five takeaways. Hawthorne recorded 402 disposals. That was ranked two in the AFL this week. Andrew McGrath thrived in the game environment of up-and-down football, scoring 141 points. Zach Merritt was slowed down by mini-tag in the second half by Liam Shields. He still finished with 111 points. Will Day found the ball with ease and recorded a game-high eight marks for the Hawks. And that was 103 points there for Will Day. Tom Mitchell looks good and finished strong. And finished the game strong. He finished with 106 points. He started slow, but obviously the Hawks ran home and he finished strongly as well to be part of that. Some game notes there. Ben Rutten flagged Archie Perkins for a debut soon, so keep a lookout for that. And just on the injury sub or medical sub in the AFL now, Mahali Deffel is going to be repetitive plays each week or consistent plays each week or consecutive weeks. So just keep an eye out there for fringe plays. And if in season-long fantasy, you have some fringe players, obviously keep an eye out there for those. To Brisbane versus Sydney, five takeaways. Sydney crushed Brisbane in the second half. The Lions recorded just 305 disposals. The Swans were down early by three goals. Uh, with about six or seven minutes to go, uh, they were up by... 50 or so points. Uh, it was actually a complete smashing uh, from the Swans on Brisbane, so a very good start to the season for the Swannies. Lockie Neal had little impact in wet conditions, finishing with just 68 points. Dane Zorko did spend time forward, and he finished with 95 points. Callum Mills was excellent through his role in the midfield. He finished with 121 points. Errol Gordon, round one Rising Star nomination, posted an elite score in round one. He finished with a game-high 10 tackles and obviously three goals in an excellent debut for 108 points. Just some notes there, James Rowbottom was assessed for a knee injury and according to Swans coach John Lowmeyer, uh, he was quite sore after the game, so just something to keep an eye out there. On James Rowbottom. Okay, on to North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Five takeaways. With the young list, the Kangaroos were good early. The pressure was very good. 
and then fell away sharply in the second quarter. So that's just something to keep an eye out there with the young list at the Kangaroos. Jaden Stevenson was everywhere. David Noble said he likes the speed that Stevenson adds to the team. So with his positive take, I would be quite bullish on Stevenson uh, playing through the midfield and from end to end using his speed to break lines in the Kangaroos team. There was plenty of traffic for Jack Siebel. He made his way to a solid score in his halfback role of 95 points. Travis Boak was outstanding for three quarters and played forward in the last quarter to a lead cork. He only scored a few points in the last quarter and finished with 109 points. Razio Fantasia finished with four goals, four goals and four behinds. His scoring should be pretty decent at the power. Uh, they should be a high uh, offensive team. So he finished with 81 points. It was quite solid. Just some game notes there. Ben Cunnington, Anderson and Dumont are on the radar for a return for the Kangaroos. And on the Port Adelaide side of things, Connor Rosie and Hamish Harlett, the same for the power. Harlett is expected to be available for this week. And Connor Rosie uh, is some chance to return this week as well. On to GWS versus St Kilda, five takeaways. GWS had 10 more inside 50s than the Saints. This game was played in torrential rain pretty much for the whole of the game. Matt Flynn thrived in wet conditions against Paul Hunter. He finished with 99 points in an excellent AFL debut. After a slow start, Tim Taranto thrived in the wet conditions. He finished with 103 points. Hunter Clark played through the midfield. He was excellent for the Saints. He finished with 91 points. And Harry Perryman back on the Giants there. Recorded an equal game high. Seven marks. Finishing 101 points. He's moving up and down that ground. So expect him to post some decent scores if he is being utilised by the Giants to move that ball. Just some game notes there. Zach Jones, Max King to return next week for the Saints. And obviously for the Giants, keep a track of the map. Flynn ankle injury. Uh, they travel this week, so something to keep an eye on there for Matt Flynn. Okay, on to the final game, West Coast versus Gold Coast. Five takeaways. Both teams combined for a massive 259 uncontested marks in hot conditions in Perth. 259, that's quite a big number. Dom Sheev recorded a game-high 34 disposals. He finished with 138 points. Andrew Gaff was non-existent in the first half for the Eagles. Struggled to impact whatsoever in any part of the ground. He came home strongly actually just to finish with 70 points. Oleg Markov for the Suns. Obviously moved in the offseason from Richmond to Gold Coast. He slotted in nicely there in a halfback role for Gold Coast. He recorded an equal game high 14 marks. Uh, 108 points there for Markov. And Jack Bowers uh, used high rate through kick-ins for the Suns and recorded an equal game high 14 marks as well. And uh, obviously a fantastic game of 135 points there. So again, dry conditions. Uh, not too sure you're going to expect those type of conditions on the Gold Coast for the Suns. But at least uh, some of those guys hit, did hit ceiling games in very good conditions at Optus Stadium. Just some game notes there. Adam Simpson stated the use of a dual ruck setup uh, suits the Eagles. So Nick Nate Newey is a power, explosive type uh, athlete player. 
So they want to use him at high impact situations, so he's not going to play that much forward, according to Simpson. And therefore, Nathan Barty slots into that team in that dual ruck setup and expect Nate Nui to come on and off the ground instead of being rotated forward. Okay, that's it for episode 68. And keep an eye on uh, podcast for Jepper and I. Uh, took a look at recording that on Tuesday night uh, before round two. So that'll hit your airwaves either late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. If you would like your chance to score a plus six podcast cap, just retweet any podcast link that is sent out via Twitter. We'll give a few more away at the midway point of the season. And just that's it for episode 68. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.